Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com IMTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Yep, I'm here. So, if you guys are listening to this, you're probably thinking, hey, did I miss an episode? I don't remember last week's episode. And, um... I mean, I, I did go to Trump's rally. I mean, I, I, I mean, was I that, like, hungover that I missed it? Yeah, that could be it, but it's probably not because that's uh, technically that's our fault. Yeah. Um, The computer went out. And, you know, what's funny is sometimes I hear like, oh, we had to record this podcast like two or three times and stuff. And I'm always like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like you guys just like you're you give up too much. (laughs) You're not doing too much. Like you're, you're not working hard enough. Because yeah, I've, I've been, I mean, I've been in that situation well, right? yeah. where it's like, fuck, I got to save this. I mean, to the point where I, I was literally like second by second trying to figure if, if this, this is audible and, and literally cutting entire things out to be yeah. like, okay, now this sounds good. And I've done that. But this just, nope. I, right when we think we got there, nope, I think I got there again. Well, I mean, nope. the first time, as soon as we finished, we knew something was wrong. Yeah, but I thought it was the battery at yeah. the most. I should have known. And that's whatever. I mean. I feel like that that one was like a, oh, like a, that's a shame on the universe for doing that. Yeah. But the second time was more of a, maybe it was a shame on us. Yeah, I think I think the second time was just us thinking like, oh, we got this. I yeah. mean, everything's good. I have everything on a new computer. It's perfectly fine. But then you forget how much there is into going to recording and tweaking. And that's that's on us. So hopefully this sounds acceptable. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this doesn't happen again for a very long time. And if it does, then I think now that it's happened once, I'd be more prepared for the second time. Yeah. But, I mean... The boat and and it's crazy, kind of how fast things have moved because from us first trying to record this till now, so much has happened in such a small period of time. Exactly. I mean, first of all, the 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 biggest and and probably most like devastating thing I, I guess I'd have to admit is I watched the last airbender the live action movie and i forgot how bad that was well i i knew i knew i knew it had its problems but my nephew had just finished the cartoon and i was like i just finished it too the cartoon and so i was like okay well sure you could see how it's different but oh boy was that like bad i honestly i think m night See, he's 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 that uh, he's that. Um, see, I'm like the nerdy girl in high, in high school, and he's like that 
like jock that everyone loves and uh or either, they'll either love him or hate him, right? And it's like, oh, he constantly, like, he does something that makes me hate him. And, the, like, the last airbender, right? And it's like, oh, I can't ever forgive him for doing that. And then he gives me something like Split or Glass. And it's like, oh, you pulled, you pulled me in again, M. Night. Stop, <laughs> stop toying with my heart. Um, But, like, that movie is just so, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it's it... so... Even even if you were accept the little changes like, oh Ong, uh, no uh, Ong, oh, oh. what are you doing Ong? That's just uh, but uh, what what and then it's just so stupid to justify the them pronouncing that that way they pronounce uh, instead of Avatar it's like Avatar right. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but even with all those little faults, the the biggest thing that really I think really fucked it. Was how fast it moved. Yeah, it's too fast. It's like it's too. You're trying to condense too much. And and I was telling my sister like maybe it's because we got used to the cartoon where it gave it gave us a lot, or maybe that this story was I don't know. This could be it, but maybe the story was so good that it should never have been rushed, because there it literally went from like here here here, and I was kind of coming in and out because I was cooking a little bit, so. I'd come back and be like, wait, they're already, huh? Well, how did it get here? And it was like, I couldn't believe how fast it moved. And I was just thinking, like, who sat here and was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's totally fine. Of course it's works. Well, what did he do just before this? Because I was going to say, if it was something like where he got more claim, then I would be like, oh, okay, that's probably why, right? Because, like, people would probably be like, oh, you could just let him make it. But if it was something like uh, After Earth, right? Was that the one that he did? Yeah. Then I'd be like, oh, no. I don't know why they gave him enough of a blank check to do this. Yeah. But it was... It's stupid because he tried to condense 20, about like 20 episodes into an hour and a half. Which, honestly, when he first announced it, I was like, he should do two movies per season. And each one should be, like, two hours. And you have enough time to, like, let things breathe a little bit. You you pick out which episodes are, like, the ones that, okay, we have to make sure this is included, this is included. Because it's for setup for the other movies. And, and what I hate, too, is he gave an interview right before it came out. And he's like, yeah, you know, when I do movies, you know, it's like, in a, it's like see, I write movies oh, in, like, a, a different language yeah. than, like, other people. It's like, no, no, you're, you're not supposed to be writing movies in different languages. And and I think I pointed this out once when we were reviewing, I think, maybe Split or Glass. It's, it's kind of weird how he, you, you normally writers write for, like, their own race. Yeah. But it's so weird. He constantly casts, like, white people no, Dom. He had he had um, um, the what do you call it? Like Indians and stuff in there. Yeah, they were all the bad guys. Oh yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like Bernie Mac. He just he hates he and um, don't be a menace. <laughs> um, I honestly though, I will say that watching that garbage does make me happy that they're trying again. Mm. But like in a TV form, yeah. Because we saw how perfect it was then with a cartoon, mm-hmm. 
and live action looked cool. It just it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, like that. Like there's parts of it that look super cool, but it, he was like, "This is a story that everyone loves. How can it make them absolutely hate it?" Yeah, but and and it's what what also it's like every step of the way he just decided like, like there's two paths to every like decision, right? There's like the no braining like, oh, everyone's gonna love this, and then there's the. Why would you choose that? Like, that just is ridiculous. And he just, like, by, like, not even including the um the original showrunners, like, the, the creators of the show, like, he completely, like, ignored everything that they had to say. Also, too, is, like, you kind of, like, for this, like, was he on something? Or was he learning from George Lucas for this, from this movie? Because, like, the acting is so stiff. But, like... Dev Patel is a really good actor. Nicola Peltz, she was in uh, Bates Motel. She's a, she actually did a pretty good job in that one. So that's why when I saw her in that, I was like, oh, she's going to be in Last Year. And I was like, okay, so she might. Yeah, sure. She's like super white, but <laughs> for playing Qatar. But at least she might be, she might do a good job. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, dang, this it's, it's, it sounds like he was like, okay, you're a piece of wood, right? Well, you know, like in the show, they see the um, the play of themselves. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like he did that, but like the not funny version. I feel like he watched that and he was like, "Yeah, that's the show, right?" Because he was like, "Well, this is too entertaining. How do I go the opposite direction?" <laughs> yeah, it it sucked. Like it it was one of those movies where I was kind of hoping that maybe because we love the cartoon so much. That we just, yeah, just automatically like, hated it. Yeah. But rewatching it again, it's like, no, like everything about it just was not good. Yeah. Like there's the one scene where in the show, the cartoon, like the reason why like the earthbenders can't escape is because they're put on like a metal barge in the ocean, in the middle of the ocean. Like, so like there, there's no earth around to bend. But in the movie, he puts them in like a jail that's just like and ang even points out he's like there's earth all around you yeah. like literally it's like, why aren't you guys doing anything it's so stupid and then i love how all those guys are like bent like on like like this like whole like formation and it's just like that one little stone that they throw at the, the fire nation it's like this is just so dumb so cool dumb yeah so like I said, it hasn't been the most easy week. And and yeah, it's just with everything going on, it can be a lot. Yeah. And some people deal with things one way or the other, whatever. Ours is continuing with this podcast. It's being able to watch movies that maybe mimic what's going on in real life or maybe completely fucking made up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's something that we love to do. It's why we're still doing it. So we started in the first place and especially in a time like this, it's, it's entertaining and, and, and even a small getaway of like an hour plus show or, or a podcast or something like anything can help, you know, move your mind away from something for a little bit. You don't have to give up. We're not saying give up. We're not saying stop protesting. We're not saying, you know, Stop uh, publishing uh, facts and 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 pushing those links to help people in certain places. Yeah. We're saying like, don't stop doing any of that. 
we're just saying that sometimes a little getaway is fun and that's what's been frustrating about this it's like we thought it was gonna be so easy to just do and it and it would be easy just to be like you know what let's just not do the podcast for a little bit so i could you know try to figure all the computer stuff out again and get back to the you know get back to our our normal um lives whatever but I mean, uh, if we did that, yeah. then who knows how long it would be gone. Where for. am I going to go to 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 rant about movies? Okay. Yeah, it's not like there's it's not like there's literally nowhere else where you could go <laughs> and just talk about movies, and people are forced to listen to you one way or another. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like if if you guys are going to go out and and you know protest, you know just be safe. You know, wear masks. You know, try and um. Social, be conscious of social distancing because we can't stop that. Like we can't, we can't give up because I feel like that's what we've been doing in the past is like after um, Ferguson, we kind of just gave up after Occupy yeah. Wall Street, we just gave up. And that's what happens is if you keep, if you give up, then Joe Biden will be president. And he's going to be like, oh yeah, see, I got a black person as my advice, but that doesn't mean I got to do anything else for you. Sorry, we keep ranting. And turn down the bourgeoisie. And, yeah, just pay attention a little bit more, guys. Yeah. This is the fucking news. Michael Keaton is going to be returning to, or, well, is going to be returning as the Batman for the Flash movie. And it's going to be the, like, Ezra Miller one, even though, what happened with that, with Ezra Miller? No one ever followed up on whether or not that was actually that him who was, like, beating his own fans. Strange, huh? But anyways, um, Andy, Andy Muschietti is going to be directing the the um, the Flash film, um, and we're going to see Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be working as basically kind of like a like an oracle, I guess, like a bit by like he's gonna be like pulling the strings, but like behind the scenes. But so, what I wonder is they're fully going ahead with like the flashpoint thing. Well, I heard it was right? flashpoint, like fully going ahead yeah. with that, and that's why it's like it's gonna merge. Like, I don't even know because which, they, if if that is true, then this is completely perfect, fine, right? But they kind of set it up already within um, their TV, their CW verse, right. Where, yeah, where they technically tied everything in. Yeah, where Ezra Miller Flash met um, other guy Flash from the Flash show. Because it's Flash, right? But anyways, I, I kind of feel like this is exciting because it is, it's like, this is kind of like those like old school Batman people are like, well, finally kind of get what they wanted where they're like, oh yeah, you know who's the best Joker? Jack Nicholson, because remember, because that was in the eight, it was eighty nine. Yeah, and the eighties are good. Yeah, and I, I like, I think yeah. I like that. Yeah, that idea of like ha- finally, like okay, yeah, you do like the Flash. What is it, Flashpoint? That's what it's called, right? And you just show like that. There's alternate dimensions and multiverse and this and that, blah blah blah. Well, see, this is what we keep coming back to, but this is where they should have been all along. They shouldn't have to follow what. Marvel was doing because DC could have went a separate route and everyone would have been like, because they want to be different. Yeah. And just like we talked about with the Batman movie coming up and how they, Oh, they say they're going to do a red sun movie. They keep saying they're going to do a red sun movie. Oh, they, I think they might do a red sun movie. 
But really, it's like, why? Yeah, why not? Why don't they? Just do it. Yeah. Look at how good Joker was. And that has nothing to do with anything they did. Like with like Dark uh, Dark Knight Returns. Just make the Dark Knight Returns. Right? Like, that's what everyone likes. Or uh, what's another one that... Like, Superman Lives. Instead of, like, incorporating these elements into, like, their mo- into the movies. Like, they... Yeah, they should have just done a full adaption of, of those stories. Because that's what everyone likes. Yeah, I mean... When it when I first heard it, it's like okay, but when you think about it, it's like okay, yeah, maybe this is this is taking something that people were waiting for the Flash movie, and actually doing something technically out of the box, and and going a different direction with it, or at least going a direction that people wanted, and maybe they weren't sure they're gonna do it. This- I know that they did kind of tease it, I guess, because of what was it, uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, where the, he Dong came. Justice. Yeah, but it's just like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is cool, but um, actually do something with it. Yeah, instead of just leaving it there, like what is going to happen? It kind of feels like when they announced that like ego was going to show up in like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Because it's like it's something out there that's like, I wonder how they're going to do that, or like maybe like um. With like in Thor Ragnarok, when Ragnarok, when they um announced that the Grandmaster was gonna be in there, it's like, oh, okay, see, like that's putting in a character that like you're not, sh- you know how they are from the comics, but you're not sure how they're gonna adapt them for this, because it's like, yeah, you could say Michael Keaton's Batman's gonna be in this, but is it gonna be something like um like Batman Beyond, where it's just like an older Bruce Wayne? Well, it could tie in if they deal with the multi-earth whatever mm-hmm. blah 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 but see this is cool because this does now give him that opportunity where oh we know this is earth 11 and this is earth blah 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 and yeah maybe the michael keen one's kind of whatever but then all of a sudden yeah they tie it into a live action batman begins movie and even though he maybe he's separate in his own universe away from the flash now is in his own universe we know that there's a possibility of these commits. Yeah. And then you could actually bring in people like Brainiac later down the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is stuff that I think people always wanted. And the fact that it was always weird to me that Marvel was pushing doing this anyways. And DC was behind Marvel. And they were like, yeah, but what if we just copied what they're doing instead? And it's like, no, you could start off now. You could have you could have easily started mm-hmm. off with something like this. Yeah. Imagine if you started off with the Flashpoint and he's going through these alternate dimensions and you see... Yeah, and you give us a glimpse at all these things. Yeah, you, you see the Batman you know, but then, yeah, a Michael Keaton were to show up or a George Clooney were to show up. <laughs> well, even harder nipples. Yeah. Because now they're old, so they stick out a little bit yeah. more. You know what I mean? Like, you could have easily done stuff like that and fans would have been... So excited because they would have been like, oh, shit, we just saw everything that we never thought we'd see. Now we're seeing it. And then you could go on and make a shady Suicide Squad movie. And that's okay because that's just a Suicide Squad movie in this universe. Yeah. Either way. Honestly, they should have just ignored everything Marvel was doing and just did their own thing. But unfortunately, we do live in the darkest timeline. And that's what happened is that. DC decided to try and copy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, I guess the best thing to come out of it is the fact that we're going to see some like fairly big change. Like this actually has to go out of its way to say, Hey, this is different. Yeah. So that's why I'm, 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 I'm kind of excited for the suicide squad because I want to see what James Gunn is going to do. VHS, the horror franchise is going to get a reboot with VHS 94. Um, so the guest Helmer, Simon Barrett and newcomer, Chloe Okuno will be among the filmmakers contributing to the reimagining of the horror anthology. David Brucker, whose feature, the night house was picked up by searchlight pictures. Um, he's also recently signed on to helm, uh, the Hellraiser remake has ran and developed VHS 94 and will produce the film. Um, so basically a filmmaking collective called radio silence, which Bruckner contributes to they'll, be producing um, VHS 94. I I think basically it's kind of like um I don't know if it's really like a reboot. I I like reimagining like the way that they like said where it's like I think they're just going to like pick new stories and whatever. Honestly, you could have just done it as a prequel. That's what it sounds like, but I'm assuming that maybe it's going to be like half first person, half like Storytelling? Maybe. Well, it says um, VHS 94 will be the f- first in the horror series to be presented in a, oh, okay, in a single fluid narrative with each section linked up. Okay, so maybe it's kind of like a um, Tales from the Loop, where it's like it's episodic in nature, but it still has a, yeah. a through storyline. Like it begins with the girl, ends with the girl. Okay, yeah, like... um. Maybe it's something like Trick or Treat, where all the stories kind of inter- intertwine. I'd hope it's more, it's more like Tales from the Loop, but uh, honestly, me too, because I don't want them to just copy and paste <clears throat> yeah. Trick or Treat, because that's that's such a good movie by itself. I mean, them bringing that back is always going to be something I think we're interested in, because we love that shit. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think we're more split on the last one, but I still enjoyed it. Yes. And I and I and I think like the idea of it was really cool because it was it was something like oh, it's so simple, but it came off so well, especially because the first one I think for me was the best one because you got these movies or you got these shorts that you thought were gonna be okay, but all of them were like really fucking good, and and tied into a bigger story of like wait so who is this guy. Where these VHSs, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and so a reimagining of it, it's like, like anything in Hollywood, it could go either way. It could, it could be like, yeah, we'll just take, uh, what'd you say, trick or treat? Yeah. We'll take trick or treat, and we'll just rip it off, but we'll do our mm-hmm. own thing. And it's like, oh, it's okay. Or if they're like, oh, you know, we saw this thing called Tales from the Loop, and it was so beautiful, and it's. Oh my god, it was so wonderful. We want to do that, but with more horror. And it's like, yeah, that's what I want. Mm. But I mean, I'm gonna assume that it could be good, especially what's that guy's name again? You were saying from like Ready or Not and stuff like that. Um, David Bruckner. Yeah, I mean, how much did we really didn't expect to love that movie? And I was like, that yeah. movie's pretty fucking. It was surprisingly really good. So. It has, I guess, a lot going for it. 
Hopefully, yeah. I, I just, I feel like hopefully they've learned, like, the things from the previous ones that, like, things that work and things that don't work. And it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I would be happy to see what they do with it, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it is a VHS movie nonetheless, so yeah, we're going to watch it. Okay, so the award season this year getting pushed back. So Oscars getting moved from instead of being in February, the end of February, it's going to be in April sometime. And then like Golden Globes decided to move their um, award show <laughs> back as well. From they usually do their thing in like January, like either like early to mid January. They decided to do it the the day that the Oscars vacated, so they're going to be doing it late um February. So yeah, it's just like things are kind of like pushing back. I mean, um Oscars, they, them too. They're like this initiative called Aperture Twenty Twenty Five. Eventually, we're going to put into place that we make yeah. sure that people of color can uh, one day hopefully be part of everything. They're going to, they're finally going to start thinking about maybe doing it now. Wow. Yeah. So, um, they, they, they did that. They've, um, make, making sure that their, um, members start watching things quarterly so that they can't give the old excuse of, well, I didn't see that movie back in June because, I don't watch movies in June. Honestly, though, that's probably the biggest thing for me is trying to get them to watch more movies. Because we've talked about this in the past where people on the board have literally said, oh, I've only seen like this movie or this movie and the rest they just guess. And so we get movies like Green Book winning because they only saw this one and this one, so the other ones can't be that good. Well, I, I saw Green Book. I, okay, so the the white guy has to save the black guy, and that made me, an old white guy, feel good. Also, it was back when segregation was <sighs> still around, and, you know, that warms my heart. Not because I I love segregation, okay? It's just because of nostalgia. Wow. Because that's my heritage. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, really, that sounds ridiculous to me because that's your fucking job. Yeah. Like, people would kill to be in your position. Yeah. And even, like, look at us. We're novelists at best. And we watch more movies than some people on the, the board do. Yeah. But they're treated like, yeah, like they're so uh, they put on like a pedestal. Yeah, like they're so grand and and oh, they know what film is. They know yeah. what's good, and it's like they can't even do their fucking job. Yeah, and and we you were talking about with the screeners, the idea that they haven't had screener streaming for at least the last I would say at least at least the last three four years. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because streaming has really picked up in those last couple of years. But the fact that they're barely going to start this next year? This year? Well, yeah, this is the last year for screeners. So um, so next year's will fully be they have to stream it. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's just like, this is why we complain. Mm. Because of, of dumb shit like this that doesn't matter to them that we get all riled up about 
And then people were like, well, what do you even care? And it's like, because they don't care. Yeah. And, it, and you want us to believe that, oh, well, this is the pinnacle of what filmmaking should be. When these dumb fucks don't even care about what it is, like they just they just care that there's like a an image to yeah. it, or 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 a film has a certain oh is it a period piece a, a war period piece that has to be on it. And and the the way I I try and point it out to people is look this is the way that they act. They are still patting themselves on the back for giving the award to Halle Berry. The only woman of, of of any color to have won Best Actress, and that was back in '98. They they literally still now are they still pat themselves on the back and they're like, "What are you guys talking about? Um, Oscar's so white. There's been one person who's won. Look at all the supporting actresses that have been of color. God, we've given it to the Best Actor to some men of color." I mean, there's only been one producer to have ever won for Best Picture who's black, and only one woman who's ever won for Best Director. But two but, Asians have won for Best yeah. Director. But see, at least we did it. And three Mexicans have won for Best Director. Hmm. 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 And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about the fact that it sounds ridiculous to to even mention these things because we're supposed to be in the future and things are supposed to be different. Oh, racism doesn't exist. (laughs) It's just, this stuff sounds like no brainers, but the fact that they're, they can't even make a hard stance on like, you know, starting this next year where we want to make, like, we're going to start looking into how, you know, how inclusive these, uh, these productions are and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Instead, they're like, we'll start looking into yeah. how to well, go at least about. by 2025. It has to be to that point where it's, but see but even then it's like, instead of giving a, giving a future date to say now this new, there's a new award show that the diversity has to be so much. That's all you have to do. Just like with the, the whole, um them ending the um see like they this year they're ending their whole um it can be either five or up to ten movies that are nominated for best picture right if you can like proclamate that right just like oh there we go it's done this whole this like why can't you do it with everything else like although you know it's funny now i think about it that's actually hilarious because they probably could have took advantage of only doing five because like well, not a lot of movies came out this year. Yeah. So we, yeah. this is only like five or six. But this is a the year they're like, no, this is worse. I think they said this year that they're f- for sure getting either It's either that or next year they're getting rid of it. Either but, way. It but either way, it's still, we're still going to see that effect of this year on next year's um, or the year after's Oscars. I think that it's easy to kind of look past this because you're like, well, duh, coronavirus, things are changing. But other than the fact that they're moving the dates, this this hasn't this has nothing to do with the coronavirus. This literally is stuff that should have been already changed. It shouldn't we shouldn't have had to have a conversation on like, hey, well, what if we do like the best uh, popular film movie? Mm. See, so we could get all those stupid films that everyone watches and loves, yeah, and know. then we could vote for the ones that. 
you know, all of our old people watch, you know, they only seen four movies out of the year. So let's just nominate those four movies. Yeah, you know, you can give best popular film to movies like Black Panther or Bad Boys 2 or um uh or um Do the Right Thing or Django and Chain or oh Malcolm X or something. It's like, yeah, oh, see, you we've just, been wanting this forever, guys. Oh, you just want to give them their own black Oscars? See, well, yeah, see, you guys brought it up. If we, if we did it right, you guys want that? <laughs> no, that's not what we said. Oh, well, we don't want it either. Uh, but <laughs> so far, they haven't shot themselves in the foot like that yet. God damn it. But yeah, I mean, this, even though we complain about like, everything whatever at least it's change mm. we always talk about we want change this is change they're working towards this and i mean it sounds it seems so easy that they could just be like we'll do it now because i don't know you would think that something that is so prestigious as an oscar right they have these funds to do this stuff but apparently it takes a couple of years just to get something done so I mean, I guess we gotta wait till then. But I, I guess this is cool. I guess we'll get back to you in twenty twenty five, and we'll see how things are. Whoa. Good cold evening, gentlemen. I'm Doctor King Schultz. What kind of doctor? Dentist? Amongst your inventory, I've been led to believe is a specimen I'm keen to acquire. What's your name? Django. Then you're exactly the one I'm looking for. Hey, no sale. Oh, very well. Please, no! When I hear the trumpets... If I were you, I'd take that winter coat. You kill people? Can I give you a reward? Better they are, bigger the reward. I'm looking for the Brittle Brothers. I know what they look like, all right. They sold my wife, but I don't know to who. You help me do that. I'll give you your freedom and take you to rescue your wife. Where are we going? Bullseye. Come on over. We got a fight going on that's a good bit of fun. Coco, give me some sugar. So you really free? Yes. You mean you want to dress like that? Hey! kind of dentist are you? No <laughs> Touch your guns, you die. the way you die boy gentlemen you had my curiosity but now you have my attention what's your name Django the D is silent Django Unchained is a 2012 American revisionist western film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino in early 1858, Texas, 
Brothers Ace and Dickie Speck drive a group of shackled black slaves on foot. Among them is Django, played by Jamie Foxx, sold off and separated from his wife, Broomhilda, played by Carrie Washington. They are stopped by Dr. King Schultz, played by Christoph Waltz, a German dentist turned bounty hunter seeking to buy Django for his knowledge of the three outlaw brittle brothers. When Ace levels his gun at him, Schultz kills him and shoots Dickie's horse. Schultz offers Django his freedom and $75 in exchange for help tracking down the brittles. Django and Schultz kill the Brittle brothers. Obliged to Django, Schultz takes him on as an apprentice and agrees to help him find and rescue Bloomhilda. He and Schultz rack up several bounties before spring when they travel to Mississippi and learn that Broomhilda's new owner is Calvin J. Candy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, the charming but cruel owner of the Candyland Plantation. Schultz and Django hatch a plan. They know that if they offer to buy Broomhilda, Calvin will price her beyond reach. So they instead offer 12000 for one of his best fighters as a pretext to acquiring Broomhilda for a nominal sum. They meet Calvin at his gentleman's club and make the offer. Intrigued, Calvin invites them to Candyland Plantation. Having told Broomhilda of their plan, Schultz offers to buy her as his escort while negotiating the initial deal during dinner. Calvin's house slave, Stephen, played by Samuel L. Jackson, realizes that Broomhilda knows Django accurately deduces their plan and alerts Calvin. Calvin alters the deal at gunpoint so that Broomhilda will be bought for 12000 instead of the fighter. Schultz reluctantly agrees. During the finalization of the sale, Calvin threatens to have Broomhilda shot if Schultz does not shake his hand to seal the deal, and Schultz instead shoots him dead. Calvin's bodyguard kills Schultz, and Django goes on a rampage, killing the bodyguard, the lawyer, and several of Calvin's gun hands but is forced to surrender when Stephen takes Broomhilda hostage. The next morning, Django is tortured and about to be castrated when Stephen arrives, halting the torture to say that Calvin's sister, Laura, has taken charge and that Django will instead be sold to a mining company and worked to death. En route there, Django uses his first handbell to prove to his escorts that he is a bounty hunter. He claims the men on the handbell are at Candyland and promises the escorts all but $500 of the reward money. Once released, Django kills his escorts and returns to Candyland with a bag of dynamite. Recovering Broomhilda's freedom papers from Schultz's corpse, Django avenges him and D'Artagnan by killing Stone Cipher and the other trackers, and frees Broomhilda just as Calvin's mourners return from his burial. At the mansion, Django kills Laura and the remaining henchmen, releases the two remaining house slaves, and kneecaps Stephen before igniting the dynamite he had planted throughout the mansion. Django and Brunhilda watch from a distance as the mansion explodes before riding off together. Django Unchained. A realistic depiction of a German and a slave in 1858. I knew that off the top of my head. A movie we love for since it came out actually i'm guessing <clears throat> um a movie that is a part of my favorite trilogy of tarantino's movies is it the best mm? i don't know you tell me dom what do you think about it i remember when this movie came out and i really liked it i thought it was really good it's shot so well it's directed really well. It's 
acted really well. Like, I mean, Christoph Waltz ended up winning the best supporting actor for this. And, I mean, look at um, Leonardo DiCaprio. He was nominated for this as well for best supporting actor. And, honestly, I think he probably should have won for this instead of The Revenant. But, I mean, it's just so good. It's just, like, it's, like, the the dialogue is, is really well, like, I just love like their the interactions between characters, and I love that it's like this kind of like um, this like it just it, it shows you like the real like horrors of like slavery, but also like like he's good at balancing like the humor to it, um, but I love also how he he makes it like he like all the like white characters like to and Amer- American white characters like to be like pretend that they're above everybody else. But, like, they're, like, the worst type of people. Like, you can barely even understand that one guy. Like, um, when he's when um, he has, like, the attack dogs. Like, he was like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's what he did? And it's like, what what the hell did he say? And I think, for me, a little bit for Dom, I guess. But my favorite movies from Tarantino are this and Glorious Bastards and Hateful Eight. And really, if you look at those movies, you get the gamut of what he can do. And Glorious Bastards is like the action movie, although it has comedy, but it is like the action movie. This is like Dead Set in the Middle, where, yeah, there is a little bit of action, but it's very, very, very strong with dialogue and characters. And Hateful Eight is all dialogue yeah, and, and character building and stuff. And that's why I feel like maybe these are these, I mean, that's why I think these are his best movies he ever made, and especially with Django. It's so interesting to watch that because when you, when you think of a Tarantino movie, you kind of expect like, Oh, there's going to be some type of gore. Uh, he, he's either going to have some feet in there or say the N word a lot. Yep. And because he's like, well, I mean, guys, because it is about slavery, I guess we gotta say the N word a lot. And, and everyone's so like, well, you don't have to. He's well, like, I can no. show nothing but slave feet. Okay, you know what? Just go ahead and put it in there. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I was telling you, I I love how in the beginning when you see Django. Like, he is very much just, like, a slave, right? Mm-hmm. He, The way he talks, the way he acts, and all the way to the end, like, he's a completely different person. He's so smooth. Like, you got to realize that when he's in Candyland, he's supposed to be playing a character. Mm-hmm. And he does it really well. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like he doesn't break character nearly as much as dr schultz oh yeah like there's multiple parts where he has to even be like oh yeah like when um he they kill um the one slave d'artagnan and he's like like just like he freaks out and it's like oh sorry it's just that he's never he's he's not used to living in america it's like (laughs) but it's like that perfectly sums up like and no matter how like much you want to get like upset with like oh well that's not really america it's like that's exactly how america is we're so like from from the people in charge to the people who who live this life they they see this violence against a human being and we kind of just are like yeah when other when other countries are like how can you guys let that happen? It's like, we literally have been having conversations of 
why people shouldn't be killed by police officers. And the reason why we have these conversations is because other quote-unquote Americans are like, yeah, but... But there shouldn't be a but. There literally shouldn't be a but. Unless it's, oh, he had a loaded rifle and he was shooting down a church. Oh, wait. Oh, oh well, no, what if it's, well, he had a he had a mm. loaded rifle and all these handguns and he was shooting up a school. Oh. 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 Wait. Oh. No, okay, but, like, what if he had a huge bomb in a truck and he planted outside of a, like, daycare at a, at a like, federal building? And he just, huh. So, yeah, maybe we need, there's some things that we need to talk about. And this movie does, like, point it out. And really, like, as shitty as that sounds, it's like, yeah, that's how people, we still are today. And, yeah, like, this movie deals with shit like that, even though this movie was made years ago. It's because it it it, it shows, like, that that deep racism that America has had forever, that people want to pretend that we're done with. It's... Oh, well, slaves were so long ago. Oh, this was so long ago. Halle Berry won the Academy Award for <laughs> Best Actress. What else do you guys want? Yeah, America hasn't been racist since like the six mid sixties. So that that's way better. Yeah, because remember, it wasn't like a school in uh bumfuck nowhere, Alabama just desegregated there. Their prom. Oh wait, that was what like a few years ago. Like two, three years ago. God. Damn oh it. that. Oh yeah, but that. That was one time. It's like yeah, but that was one time in America. Out and, of how many times? <laughs> and and that's kind of what this movie kind of shows. Mm. And the reason why it feels like some of the stuff they talk about or they kind of portray or whatever matters today is because that shit hasn't stopped. Yeah. Like, we're not going to get too much into it because we always talk about it. We're probably going to talk about it more. But that's what I think is really amazing about this movie is watching it from years ago. He was able to put some of the stuff in. And him being a white director could be like, hey, guys, of course this shit is real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's because where... he, he did something that most people won't do. They He listened to people. <gasps> um And... Yeah, I mean, with all that, also, you got to realize that the cast was phenomenal. Like what you said, the story was amazing. The only nitpicky thing I think we talked about was how he got to Candyland. Yeah, that could have. Yeah, I felt like you could have. You could have thought of something a little bit better. You could have streamlined it a little bit and made it kind of whatever. But doesn't matter the way that we got there and how it worked out. It's fine. Yeah, and I and I uh, just this movie just like I love like when people are great like when they do something great and like subvert like subversion into where you don't even you don't even really notice it until like you either you rewatch it right you you just you rewatch it again and you're like oh like the the whole thing where um like Stephen the the that his like house slave who you know it was his 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 father and then his grandfather were like to say like he literally controls the house like even though it's Candyland and it's calvin j can oh monsieur, sorry monsieur candy and it's his house and everything but like he doesn't control that house steven does like he he shows it off when like he he tells him like oh meet me in the 
in the the library when he figures out the whole thing and he's sitting there with brandy like you're telling me that like any other slave would just be able to sit there and 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 with brandy in his hand no like that's how he's worked his way for so long and i think that's why he hates Django so much is that he had to build himself like this where Django got his freedom like i mean steven's not even free anymore but then we get to see that like he solved the whole thing in like a matter of seconds and it took Leonardo DiCaprio's character forever. And then he, he sits there trying to point out the whole, like, Oh, well, like slaves, like the black race is inferior because of this. And he tries to point out like eugenics things. And it's like, he solved it way before you did. Like he, it's, it's just, it's so funny. Like it's so funny that it's like, it's, in front of their face and they don't they don't see it and what's even funnier too is at the end because we know how smart steven is but right at the end when he throws his cane down he stands up and he starts he starts talking proper it's like yeah he's always been this guy yeah but we don't see it because he has to put on his his little act for to to manipulate this dumb piece of shit yeah and it's like that's amazing like the fact that he really steven is really this person Lives under his nose and he has no idea. Yeah. But honestly, we could go on forever mm, about I could go on about little parts of this movie and etc. But I think once we get to Inglorious Bastards too, we could sum up this whole era. At least like I said, more so for me than anything else, is I think these three movies are the best three movies that he's done. Like Kill Bill is Kill Bill. Yeah. And I think that I always thought that movie was the kickoff to him being an, like a great director. Yeah. And like you said prior to with a lot of his um, younger movies that they're not bad in any way. They're just different. Even yeah. though they still have, I I would say that they have the DNA of his movies with the dialogue and how the, the characters react. He has definitely gotten better, way, way, way better I think- as he goes on. I think post, I think you can see that divide in Kill Bill because I think the previous, the Kill Bill one is kind of like, no, yeah, kind of like his older ones, but I think Kill Bill two, two is more like, it's closer to these other ones, to the newer ones. And I mean, we'll probably talk about that, like I said, when we get to English Bastards, but yeah, it's always, it's always kind of up for me, <laughs> like what are his when we talk about Tarantino and people are like, oh, what's your favorite? It's hard to say because I could say Inglorious Bastards and I mean it. I could say Hateful Eight, Eight, Hateful Eight, and, Eight I, so and I mean good. it. But I could also say Django Chain and I mean it. And honestly, we were going to first record this show without even watching it because I've seen it so many times. I was like, you know what? Let me watch it. Just, just in case I forget anything. But as I'm watching it, it's like, nope, I fucking remember literally everything. And I think that's a testament of the movie. Mm. And, you know, like I said, these three movies that I feel like were are perfect examples of what he could do. Um, but, yeah, obviously, go watch it on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, buy the DVD. It can't be that expensive. Or I guess you'd have to buy it online through your streaming, like VOD, whatever. Yeah. But whatever, minus all the technical stuff. Just go watch the goddamn movie.
Yeah. All right. So for today's segment, we're going to talk about nerds and how they're even worse than we thought they were. Because we, we know that nerds are pretty bad, right? So one thing that we had talked about a long time ago was what Disney probably should do with, you know, their the property that they own. It's a little, it's a little production. Have you heard of Lucasfilm? They, they own this one movie called, a uh, franchise called um, Star Wars. Um, and oh, so I think you mean Star Trek. Oh, yeah, Star Trek. That's right. That's right. Um, and what one one thing we discussed was what what they could do with this whole thing is like to fix like <clears throat> continuity and fix uh, not only that, but also update like a lot of the effects and you know, make things look better, make things look like you could actually like prove to people like this is how the like this character actually is awesome, like instead of just like. Yeah, it's like he's standing there talking to, about something. Yeah. Like talking. <clears throat> you know, prove that he's it talking. wasn't just nostalgia that burned this image of your head in your head that this person was amazing and did these amazing feats and all this stuff was amazing. That the source material was actually amazing, like you tell us. Yeah. Constantly. Maybe this is a way to go about it. Yeah. Maybe we just remake the original trilogy, which is something we we brought. I mean, I think we brought up before on the podcast, and something that nerds are finally starting to start come around. I know not all nerds, but like some at least are starting to see the that idea as like, hey, yeah, did you do you know if like we just like kept the original ones and let people like have those, and we just remade these movies like. We could do something good with it. Oh, yeah, no shit. Um, especially with, like, there's just so much to these movies that, like, are inconsistent and have, like, not really plot holes because I feel like plot holes are just, that word's just thrown around too much, but it's just inconsistency with, like, canon, right? Where it's like, hey, yeah, like, why does Obi-Wan look like he's, like, 70 years old when when actually he's probably more like closer to like 50 right because that's the, that's the thing is like these characters like him and um yeah like him and like anakin um they're like they're what like maybe like 10 years apart i think is what like they're supposed to be and like you could just fix things with like the stories too like you could be like hey like like the the characters that we described in the original trilogy Oh yeah, and then we get to like Darth Vader, and you're like, oh, that is, and then we see what he was like in the original trilogy, and you're like, that's inconsistent with everything. And plus, you could go back and you could add in like foreshadowing to like things that come up, like things with like the cloning, right, with like Palpatine, mm-hmm. and you could explore things in like the the outer, like oh, like the, the Emperor was like pushing into like the outer rims, like in the oh the un- unknown regions, but like. He was doing that kind of like behind the scenes type of thing. Like that was more like what, and you could even introduce like a, like Admiral Thrawn, right? Like maybe he was like the one who led, right? Like you could do, you could do so much more like with these things than, than that we have. You could plant these things in the back of scenes or, oh, you, you know, people are going to see this, right? And that, oh, that's ties into that instead of the original, original trilogy where, they have things in the back and then 
everyone else comes up with the story of what yeah. that really means or who these people are. And, and then people tell us, see, that's how it's always, that's always how it was. And it's like, no, it no. fucking wasn't. It's like, it's like, we've had to reverse engineer Canon with star Wars for, for years that people are, are, are okay with that. I feel like with this opportunity to go back and restructure the original trilogy would be so amazing because mm. you don't have to do a scene for scene remake. You don't even have to technically start off where we start off in the original. If you gave me a little bit earlier time frame, or mm. you started off with maybe the first 10, 15 minutes is Obi-Wan. And we see like the, the, from him and his hopefully TV show to come out. Yeah. And, you know, we see like that transition from there to the movie. It's like, oh, it all connects. Cool. Or, you know, or whatever. Or we could see, you know, um, Darth Vader being Darth Vader, the Darth Vader that everyone tells me. And that's where really we had this first push and idea of want to do these things because for the longest time, people have bought so much into the Star Wars EU. That that's what they wanted to see. And even though, yeah, some of the EU did kind of, you know, have to re restructure itself because, you know, there was a certain person who went ahead and <laughs> erased the whole part of the EU and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But nonetheless, like, you had these amazing stories and these what-ifs and whatever, right? And people bought into that idea so much so where... Then these original movies that they saw when they were kids and teenagers, now those movies are what we see today Yeah, in their mind. Even though you go back and it's like, um, Darth Vader doesn't do anything cool. <laughs> no, he, he chokes a guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And because they read the EU that between what happens in in episode four and five where oh darth yeah. vader's chasing these people and oh he grabs them with his force grab and the whole ship starts to to crumble and they have to escape and all this stuff and so that's the darth vader in the movies and it's like but it's not this is a darth vader that people made up afterwards because we never got to see that yeah like when we finally and um i think the the one movie that actually portrayed him the way I think we wanted to see him was Rogue One, yeah. where it's like fuck, finally like badass, like all oh, like th just with his just not even like moving like that much. He's like throwing people around, like flinging them across, but still like bad, like twirling his um, lightsaber like all around and like doing this, doing that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the Darth Vader that everyone told us about, and but the thing is, we never saw that. The only time that we saw it was in cartoons mm -hmm. or books yeah. or comic books or video games or video games. But now we have that opportunity where we can go back and we can see that we could actually see Luke being awesome yeah. as opposed to where everyone tells me he's supposed to be the, the greatest Jedi of all time. And then you watch the original movies and it's like this guy. Then you watch the prequels and it's like, but these people aren't. But he is. But how come their fighting yeah. style is so amazing? And then you watch the sequel trilogy and you're like, and then these guys? Huh? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And I get it. Like, I understand, oh, well, it was hard to do this back then or they didn't do this. But that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying is that we have the opportunity now where people can go all out. Like, what was the one reason why people love Darth Maul? Because he was fucking badass. badass. He looked cool. His fighting style was cool. To, to this day, that's the one thing about Phantom Menace that they'll bring up is like, that's why it's good. Is because Darth Maul. It's like, yeah, I guess, but like the rest of that movie is tra- almost trash. It's it's fine. It's better it's, than Clone. Wars. You know what? You're right. It's uh, no Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Sorry, but um, you're, you're right. It is better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, exactly right. Because that's something we never saw in a Star Wars. Yeah. The most we got was like, and then a little bit later on in the film, and you threw a flip in there. Oh, then when they went like, whoa. Yeah. Not the one that's like, yeah. With the double blade. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Is that when we saw that in person, it was like, Oh, yeah, this is what it should have been the whole time. So much so where we talk about how someone remade the fight scene between uh-huh. uh, Dar- uh, Darth, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. And, yeah, and the New Hope. Yeah, they, they, they did their own version of it. And it's so funny to watch because they intercut it with the original, which is like, oh, this is the boring part. And, and then all the cool parts are the ones that they made. Yeah, and it's and that's what we're talking about is that you can have that off factor now, if we just go back and say, hey, let's just start over. We're not saying we're getting rid of the original. There's so many different ways you could still tie that in, and just but also think about like the things you could. There's so much things you could like. I could just sit here and name all the things you could fix, like Boba Fett. Everyone loves Boba Fett, but like, come on, at the end of the day, and after after Empire Strikes Back, and and Return of the Jedi, he 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 died in like the worst way. Like he he didn't even do anything good in that one. And like you, we have the chance to like fix it. Like oh, you could make might him have the more... chance to fix it. Oh wow, with the, the I know, but you could you well we could go back and like fix it even better. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, exactly. That's what we're saying is that we can go back and show these things. And further explain these things without having to sit there and say, see, because we know the thing is that with the original trilogy, we had to add so much to it to make it make sense. We could go back and show the stuff and not only have it seamlessly make sense, but then tie in even greater things to make sense. Imagine watching a remake of episode four and and some seen somewhere there's like a ship or uh whatever and someone's like hey that's a callback to this blah 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 that took place like 15 20 000 years before all of this and it's like see and you can start incorporating things from like the the new series that they're doing the, about the the high republic like you can start including things in there where it's like i don't know you could there's just so much like you could read you could reinvigorate the series, I feel like. Yeah. Especially because as much as we're okay with moving on, people still want to yeah. be tied into the original trilogy. And what better way to not only give more content, 
than to actually remake the original trilogy. And if it really is that much, you could remake the original trilogy. And then in between is a Luke Skywalker movie or show. And then the next movie comes and then it's a Princess Leia like show or movie. You know what I mean? The Mandalorian is doing everything that they see like that they should have that they should do with that. Like you could you could fix it like the like and you can give the fan service to like the people who want it, but like you don't have to like the Mandalorian didn't do it so super hardcore where it was like, oh that's that and that's this and that's that. You can drop little things here and there and be like, hey, in the future we're gonna have um, Ahsoka, and see even Ahsoka you could bring up in these um in the original like you could re like there's just so much you could do. Like, these characters that people love, like, that weren't in there because, like I said, you had to, we had to, like, reverse engineer canon from those movies. It's like, so there's characters that are missing, but, like, are super important to the story. See, there's so much greatness that could happen if we just pull the trigger. And honestly, I 100% believe that if we do do this, of course, backlash right away. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't do it. Hate it. Oh, this is spitting on, uh, what's her name? Carrie uh, Fisher. Carrie Fisher's grave and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. As soon sure as they get these, mind. as soon as they get these movies and stuff, they'll be like, you know what? That's actually pretty cool. Like, oh, you're, uh, you know, oh, you know what? I hope the next movie they show this and then bam, they're into it. I'm almost 100% that. This will go smoother. I'm than... pretty sure if they had remade it when Carrie Fisher was alive, she would have been okay with that. Yeah. Harrison Ford, Ford doesn't give a shit. No. He Honestly, if you remade it, he'd probably be like, finally, someone else could get all the love and attention for that. I hate love and attention. God, especially from fans. Now, let me go crash my plane yeah. another four times. Yeah. We're so strongly for it because it makes so much sense. It really does make so much sense. But will they ever pull a trigger on it? Yeah. I don't know. I do. I, I did say, though, I feel like years down the line that this would be something they would do. I think so, too. You know, they're like, oh, we're coming up on 50 years. Like, let's remake Star Wars. Honestly, if your blood's boiling with the idea that, oh, you just want to get rid of this, blah, blah, blah. Just sit down and think about it. Yeah. Just really, really think about it. Just take take your take the nostalgia out of it and look at it as just a fran- a regular old like franchise. But we'll get on the subject again. Well, yeah, obviously we always do. So until then, we'll just say thank you for listening. Thank you. If you want to go ahead and give us a follow on any of your streaming services, Ooh. please do so. We also have. YouTube and a link will be in the show description. So please check that out. Or you can follow us on our social media accounts. That's INTB underscore podcast for Instagram and Twitter. Or email us directly at INTBpodcast at gmail.com. And let us know what are your feelings on Star Wars. Or do you not give a shit because you're just... A regular person who doesn't <laughs> complain about a movie that came out 40-something years ago. Almost 50 years ago. Think about that. Yeah.
Or did what do you think of Django Unchained? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Is that not my America? Or is it that's my America? Yeah. Or uh, if you just want to talk about America as a whole. Yeah. You know, sometimes like like we said prior to. And this time that we're in right now, sometimes it can be hard and all you're seeing is a bunch of fucked up shit on the news. Or a bunch of dumb shit on the news. Mm. Or a bunch of dumb fucked up shit on the news. Sounds like you need to stop watching the news. Yeah. So then you get on Twitter and then you see <laughs> a bunch of dumb shit on <laughs> No, but, you know, if there's anything you want to talk about, any, anything at all, you know, just go ahead and yeah. drop us a line. You can email us. You can DM us. You can tag us. Post on stuff. Whatever it is. You know, we're always down to chat. Especially... Like I said, in these times where, you know, even getting away from it a little bit, talking about how we're stupid because Star Wars is so classic that they already ruined it two times already. Why go back for a third? Yeah, just be glad that we, we can still argue about something like that when the world is on fire. Yeah, literally. Literally. But till then, guys, remember to social distance. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Wear gloves if you can. Yes. I know that may be weird, but wear gloves and don't forget a mask. Um, And just be safe. And just remember also Black Lives Matter. Happy Pride Month. And yeah, just uh, be safe. And remember, guys, as always. It's not that bad. Woohoo. It's not that bad.